0: If you're going to operate a business with more than just you working there, you need some type of training process. Now, believe me, when you say this to a small business owner, like under, say, 10 employees, they like gasp, they clutch their pearls. They go, no, I don't have time for that. And I get that. I'm going to walk you through how you can do this easily. But don't clutch your pearls just yet. If you happen to be a small business owner under 10 employees, don't worry. It's going to be okay. I get you. We got you. Welcome to Pivot Me, where we give business tips and mental hacks so you can move past your biggest obstacles and live the life you've earned. And now your host, business advisor and performance expert, April Garcia. For years, I made large companies larger and rich people richer. Now I coach driven entrepreneurs to hack success, create more time and get better results Hello, how are you today? I'm coming to you in sunny summer, which I'm freaking loving. And we've got big things on the horizon. We are gearing up for the next in person event, the Collaborate Mastermind event, one of our in person events where we get the Pivot Me Academy together with actually our good friend, Mark Keen at Transformation Coaching. And we get a bunch of people in a room. We do live coaching, we do live training, um, we elevate our network together. This is a true designed peer group and it's just fun. Previously, we did our Academy clients, but this one, we're actually opening up. This one in October, we're actually opening up to listeners too, which means that you can apply to attend. And I would love to see you there. These are intimate events. These are not 400 person events. We keep them small. We get a group of like-minded individuals together that are all pushing for the next level. They are from all over the world, but they are actually very much alike in that. They want to get better. They want to help the person right next to them get better. They are not competing because they know there is enough business, there is enough happiness, there is enough money in the world for all of us. We just need to get better and we need to help those around us pushing ahead to also get better. And we want to have fun doing it. It's not just a passive personal development seminar. It's Mark and I in a room with you teaching, understanding your business, your life, your goals, mapping out your future, your my 3 a vision of your life in business three years out, all the while jotting it down, filling out our workbooks to make sure that you've got very clear action that you're already executing on before you leave that room. If you saw the last one in Nashville, if you attended the last one in Nashville, you know how powerful they are. I would love for you to come hang out with us. This time in San Francisco in October, you're going to level up. You're going to get to know your design peer group all in one room. If you would like to know more, please check us out at pivot-me.com backslash in-person. There you can find out information about it, the dates, the location. You can also see a video from our last one in Nashville. It truly was amazing. I just had this incredibly insightful conversation with a business owner that is looking back at the peaks and pits of his business and he's noticed a painful trend and I wanna share that with you because I too have seen it with many business owners and I never wanna take a moment like that where people have true insight of maybe something they've been doing for years, I never want to miss a moment like that to share it with you. So hopefully you can avoid it. Part of what I do in this podcast is I want to shorten the path of success for you. But also we've fallen from a lot of ropes. Like we know the ropes because we've fallen from them. And I like to come to you and say, hey, this is how a business owner either that I know or that I work with has fallen from the ropes take this as a warning sign. Let's talk about how you don't have to suffer the same consequences. So let's talk about what happened. So we noticed this painful trend, right? And, and he is not a person that hesitates to delegate. So so this podcast today is very much for the person, not the one that hesitates to delegate, not the do, the do everything person, never want to delegate, never want to ask for help. This one isn't for you. I know that describes quite a few business owners that might be listening right now, but this is for the entrepreneur that does delegate, the entrepreneur that does say, I don't want to do this part or I don't like this part. I'm going to have somebody else do that. And that is fine, but I'm talking to the entrepreneurs that are abdicating and calling it delegation. So the first thing we need to do, the obvious thing, is we need to define abdication, right? Like what is this word? This word abdicating is also tied to a lot of political meanings like monarchies abdicating. We're not talking about the political reference. We're referring to it as the overall concept of not managing something that you are in charge of. For example, she abdicated all responsibility for the project that she needed to lead. Not managing something that you are actually in charge of. So I was working with, I'm going to give you an example that's going to bring it up perfectly and maybe highlight if maybe you've done this in the past. So I'm working with a commercial investor and he came to me with an employee problem. He was really unhappy with his second in command. All right, that's a common problem. Let's work through it. But as time went on, I realized that he was actually unhappy with quite a few of his staff, not just his second in command. He was unhappy with his bookkeeper. He was unhappy with some of his field guys. There was definitely a theme of his unhappiness with his staff. So at first I thought, well, maybe we've got a hiring problem. So I worked with him on that. I, you know, Maybe the finding and the hiring of staff, maybe the interview process was, was problematic. And, and that happens a lot with small businesses. A lot of times people who are used to doing, so for example, you're a commercial investor, you know that part very well, or you're a painter or you're a roofing guy and, and you start doing a business. The skills that are needed to run a business are very different than you just being good at your art, at your expertise. So this is not an uncommon problem. I thought, okay, we've got a hiring problem. Well, actually it was more than that. I dug a little deeper. It wasn't a hiring problem. And here's what gave it away. The commercial investor kept using phrases like, so when we looked at hiring someone, it didn't didn't matter what the role was. I heard him keep saying phrases like, you ready for this? Because you probably said this too. All right. He said things like, I need someone who can hit the ground running. I need a self-starter. I need someone that doesn't need any hand-holding. I I don't have time for hand-holding. They aren't going to call me every second with questions. What he was saying, he wanted another him. He wanted to clone himself. So all his resourcefulness and knowledge was implanted into this new person, like in the matrix, they could just plug into the back of Neo's head and suddenly he would know Kung Fu and skip the whole 10 years of mastering Kung Fu. He just would automatically know it and they'd be on their way, no handholding, immediately adding value to his organization and making a profit well, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? I too wish that I could just plug in the back of someone's head and they would know everything that I needed them to know and they would be on their way. But that is just not how humans work and it's certainly not the right way to train someone. So when he said all these phrases, no hand holding, they're not gonna call me with questions, hit the ground running. I asked him, if we're going to plug your new admin assistant into the matrix, teacher Kung Fu, in the moment, what does the training module look like? So you want her to just know all these things, right? So let's look at his admin assistant. Okay, great. When we plug, I hope you guys know this matrix reference. When we plug into Neo's head and he is downloaded the training module, it must be pretty good. Meaning how are we training his assistant? He replied, oh, well, she can just shadow me. This is a red flag, friends. As a business advisor, this is a red flag and we've all done this at some point especially when our businesses are new i just want you to sit next to me and see what i do and then just know how to do it i hope you hear it already all the red flags right the flaw in his logic is that this is not how many people learn i'm too if you say i'm too busy to train then then just sit next to me while i verbally tell you the things to do actually let me let me say this if you are too busy to train then you are setting your new employee up for failure. You are not setting them up for success. And we hire often as small business owners because we are too busy to train. So therein lies the rub, right? But you will hire the wrong person or you will hire the right person and you will not train them properly and they will quickly become the wrong person. And you will either think there is no good employees out there, there's no good staff out there, people are just lazy, people are entitled. You'll say all these things, but really... Often, for small business owners, the problem is us. We have not trained them properly. We don't have training modules. If we want someone to just sit next to us and they're just going to glean what we do because they're watching us or or even better, we just tell them, we just tell them, I'm just going to walk you through everything and you're going to need to understand that. You are ignoring the fact that many people do not learn that way. You're wanting someone that has the same skill set as you that thinks like a business owner. If they did, they would just go out and run their own business. If they don't need any hand holding, if they need no guidance, great. They can just do the thing that you do and they don't need you. You see, he was abdicating. He was not managing something that he was in charge of. He was saying he was delegating. He was arguing that he was delegating and protecting his time, but he hadn't set his employee up for success. He hadn't earned the right to delegate yet. He was arguing he was being efficient by his sink or swim approach. Yet he was going through employees fast, leaving behind a trail of disgruntled people that never got proper instruction, didn't feel good about their contribution and always felt like they were operating in the dark. They may have liked him, but they did not learn from him. And here's what I told him. If you're going to operate a business with more than just you working there, you need some type of training process. Now, believe me, when you say this to a small business owner, like under, say, 10 employees, they like gasp, they clutch their pearls. They go, no, I don't have time for that. And I get that. I'm going to walk you through how you can do this easily. But don't clutch your pearls just yet. If you happen to be a small business owner under 10 employees, don't worry. It's going to be okay. I get you. We got you. Hey, Pivoter, I see you taking notes. I see you applying things into your business and life. Great work. But what if you could do it on a Zoom call with me? Well, here is your invite. I am hosting a free live event on Zoom where I get to know you, your challenges, and help you work through them as we accelerate your growth together. This is a free virtual event, and I'd love for you to join. Hop over to pivot-me.com backslash event and save your spot now. We'll keep these small. They will fill up. I'd love for you to be there. Again, it's pivot-me.com backslash event. We'll also put the link in the show notes and I'll see you there. Okay. There does need to be words on paper for this process, not just someone sitting next to you afraid to ask questions because you're going too fast. Is this is this resonating? Is this like is this gut punching you right now because I know some people when I t- when I tell clients this they're like oh man, I don't know. I don't know about this. It sounds like too much of a commitment. I'm hiring someone because I'm busy. I'm hiring someone because I need help. I'm hiring someone because I am overwhelmed. By the way, just because you delayed hiring someone for too long does not mean that that employee needs to suffer. That's on you. We have to hire a little bit before we're ready to hire. We have to hire a little bit before we can afford to hire. Now, if a CPA is listening, they're like, or CFO, a fractional CFO, they're like, whoa, wait, wait, don't do that. But the truth is... We do need to do it just a little bit before we're ready. Otherwise, we will be way too busy to properly train them. Or you need to be prepared to put your business on hold so you can properly train them. I think I've beat this point in enough. Okay, so let me get back to my earlier point. We all have done this as entrepreneurs. We are too busy. Our hair is on fire. Ain't got time for processes, SOPs, best practices. Ain't nobody got time for that, or so we say. But as I mentioned to him, Employees have different learning styles. Many can't learn effectively by verbal instructions. I remember years ago, I was consulting for, um, well, let's just say a company that was very disappointed in the speed in which their new employees were grasping all the information, right? So the company was growing really, really fast, but they would constantly talk about their bad hires or how disappointed what the university was pumping out because people weren't grasping the information quick enough. Now, as I continued to consult from the company, I realized that they loved talking through the details, the training. That's how they deliver this information. At one point, I asked two of the managers, when you do that, so there was one employee in particular, when I came in, it was, there was a fresh example of someone that they were disappointed with how quickly she was grasping the information. And she, they blamed it on the university. They said, maybe she wasn't as smart as they thought. Maybe she wasn't this and that and all the things until I noticed that they talked through all the instructions to her. So at one point I asked the two managers, I said, when you do that, when you, when you, when you talk through the instructions and the training to her, is she frantically taking notes do you watch her writing down? Is she highlighting dog earring? Is she trying to record the conversations? Are you seeing her do things like that? And I remember the two managers stopped, turned, and looked at each other. Yeah, she's actually doing that. She does. In fact, we'd notice that she brings this notebook in and she takes so much notes that she's not even looking at it. She's just frantically writing everything down and she brings in two different colors of highlighters when we're doing this. Well, you are giving... So this is what I told him. I said, well, you're giving her information in a way that she does not learn and you're blaming it on her for not learning in the same way you want to deliver it. It is not that the university is pumping out students that can't learn or aren't fast on their feet. It's because you are ignoring her learning style and delivering her information. Essentially, they are more or less doing the same thing the commercial investor was doing. Just sit next to me and I'm gonna talk you through it all and you're just supposed to glean it and um, be on your way. Sink or swim approach once again. See, I recognized it because I too am a note taker. I too learn by reading. I highlight, I dog ear the pages. This is how I learn too. Where I'm at in my career, still, if I have to just sit next to someone, I would not learn that well because that is not my learning style. This company did not want to write down their training. This this was a bigger company. This was not the commercial real estate company that had less than 10 employees. This was a company that had 70 employees. They wanted to not document their processes because they were too busy. Not surprisingly, they had an issue with getting people up to speed quickly and they had an issue with retention. This was a $50 million organization and yet they had the same issues as my client running a $5 million company years later. They call it the sink or swim model. They were calling it delegation. But if you have not set your employee up for success, if you are not taking the time to to write down a process, then it is not delegation, it is abdicating. You are not handling something that you are responsible for and blaming it on someone else not being able to get up to speed quick enough. No, I'm not just here to leave you hanging. I'm not just like, hey, you do this thing, you know, and you shouldn't do this thing. Of course, I'm giving you solutions just like I gave them to the commercial investor. I know what he was trying to avoid. He didn't want to sit in front of a computer and spend hours upon hours writing out processes, particularly ones that just were second nature to him. They were, what is it? it—a a Conscious competence, I think it is. Um, there's a phrase for it. Like he knew them so well, he would actually be bad at describing the processes because he knew them so well and had been doing them for 20 years. So first, let me start by saying there are companies that can do just this thing for you. They can set up your processes for you to help you train people. There are virtual assistants that can do this process for you as well. But if you're choosing not to hire a company, if you're choosing not to bring on a virtual assistant to do this, that's ideal. That's, that's, that you can effectively delegate, though that will still require your time. Um, but let's just say you want to start small. You don't want to hire a company to do this right now. Let's go bare bones for this example today. This is what I told him to do. He was often frustrated by new staff learning their software for, this is the commercial real estate investor. It took way longer than he would expect for them to learn the software. Well, he knew that so well because he'd been using it for years. So here's the simple solution I gave him in three steps. Number one, work through one process at a time while on a Zoom call using the screen share feature with transcription turned on. So many people are comfortable with Zoom. So I'm going with Zoom because a lot of people, especially after the pandemic, they're very accustomed to using Zoom. So I said, get on a call. You do not have to have another person on the call. You can. You can actively be training someone even better. But Screen share, you walking through the software one process at a time, not just click, 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 click. click, And this is how I do 12, 12 processes and just figure it out. The rest is implied. You're just doing one process at a time. You've got transcription turned on, which is a Zoom feature. And so the words are running down the bottom of it for people that need to read the words. It will help and you're going to be recording this. It's all getting written down in the video. It's being captured. You are recording this. Real time, you're walking through. For example, let's just say, I'm going to walk through in our software system how to enter a new order, how to upload a property. Again, they're watching you because it's a screen share. They're seeing what you do, but also the words are running across the bottom of the screen, one process at a time. Number two, Once the video is completed, you're going to tag or title it based off of the process that you just completed. For example, how to upload a property. You're going to put that into a Google Drive. Bare bones, right? Super bare bones. These are easy solutions for small businesses. And you're going to title it, for example, how to upload a property. It's in Google Drive. And now that is one process that is captured and it's you walking through in Zoom. If you don't want to be on camera, that's fine. Zoom has an option to take you off camera and it's just looking at your screen. So you can do this from home. You can do this from your car, wherever is convenient for you. I'm taking away your friction, taking away your excuses for not doing this. Number three, Next, take the Zoom transcription. Again, Zoom is transcribing it the whole time and put it into a Google Doc, also titled the same, How to Upload a Property. It need it might need to be cleaned up a little bit because sometimes it's it, you know, gets the word wrong. But this beats you having to try to remember and write out the process step by step, which most business owners do hate doing. I would really like you to be the one that goes through the transcription and cleans it up, but this can be something that an admin assistant, a virtual assistant can do this is super easy guys. I mean, this is the quickest way for a small business owner to set up a new employee for success. Again, we're, we're we're talking about a screen share on Zoom. We got the transcription on, we're tagging it appropriately. We're giving it the right title. So it's not just Zoom 17432 and they've got to watch it and figure out what it's for, like title it properly. You're taking it, you're tagging it, you're putting it into a Google drive or wherever you're saving. It can be Dropbox, whatever you do to save your documents. Um, And then you're taking the transcription, cleaning it up a little bit, and there you go. You are building out a learning management system that is so simple to do. Now, repeat this process until you have at least five key processes documented. Now you have the beginnings of an SOP, of standard operating procedures. When I ask a small business if they have standard operating procedures, they they die a little bit in front of me. Like their face, their skin becomes gray. I see them age a little bit. Like asking a small business owner if they have standard operating procedures, they that hurts them. That hurts them. But if you do it this way, if you do it the way that I just said, it will be easy. It won't be hard. You're not sitting down in front of a blinking cursor on a Word document going, how the hell do I explain this thing I've been doing for 20 years? This is the easy way to do it. This is how you protect your time and energy as a business owner. This is how you set up your employees or your contractors for success and help them deliver better results. Not feel in the dark so much. They may like you, so they may stay on longer because they like you. Maybe they believe in what you're doing, but ultimately they leave the office every day feeling like they didn't know if they actually contributed to what you're doing. They know you're busy. They just don't know how to help you. Don't. Don't have a sink or swim policy, this really just translates into, I'm going to be a bad manager, but if I can find a unicorn who can withstand my bad managing, I will call it a success. We can do better than that. Our employees, our contractors, they deserve better than that. Follow these three steps. You will have the very beginning of documented processes, a very beginning of a standard operating procedures. And once you do this, you will see how easy it is. And you will find that suddenly you are more impressed with your employees. Suddenly they are getting up to speed quicker and you can abandon the sink or swim process. Your business is worth it. The people that work for you are worth it. Good luck.